Revolver points out that the Betzim, there are two really different Kavim which are taking place during Yellow. There's the Kav which reaches from Rosh Kodesh Yellow until Rosh Hashanah, and there's another Kav which reaches from Rosh Kodesh Yellow until Yom Kippur. The flow from Rosh Kodesh Yellow to Yom Kippur is the flow of Tshuva. The flow of, of Rosh Kodesh Yellow until Rosh Hashanah is Malchus. It's about some two different avoiders. There's the avoider of Malchus, Kabbalah, and then there's the avoider of Tshuva, which that's a two different avoiders. That being said, Chazal look at the Sarasimit Shuvah and they see Rosh Hashanah is the, is the first two days of Sarasimit Shuvah. So, I mean, there's an element of, of Tshuva which is specific to Rosh Hashanah. Um, I'll put out a challenge to you, which I don't have a good answer to yet, but. The Rashi in the beginning of Yeshaya brings that the that the, in the in the Nevu of Chazayin there's the the shadness of Rachatzo Hizaku Siroi Malalechem etc. Rashi says there's ten shadness over there it corresponds to the Sefer Shuva. So I'm trying to figure out which lashon fits to which to Rosh Hashanah which fits the Yom Kippur what etc. So I don't know. Let's see if you can work that out. So, in what sense is Rosh Hashanah a chalik of the Vodas Hachuva? So, the simple understanding is that the real Vodas Hachuva is to come back to a relationship with the Kodesh Baruch Hu, which Rosh Hashanah is Kaveya, that relationship. But maybe there's another Nakuda which uh, we, could, we could focus on. Um, Rabbi Tursky, in a, in a lot of his a lot of his works, he talks about the twelve steps. Uh, that's the area which he worked on, etc. He worked worked with addictions, etc. So one of the clues which he talks about again and again is that the people, for people truly to be motivated to change and truly to really change, they have to hit rock bottom. And all of the the tshuva swarm, you know, the, the swarm about tshuva, you know, who use the twelve steps. Tell you, let's try and hit rock bottom before we hit rock bottom. Let, you know, that's always like the nusach, right? Right? How do you hit rock bottom before you hit rock bottom? I, I was zoicha to, I guess, you know the right word for that. I once attended a uh, had a relative who was in AA, and the the therapist felt that it would be beneficial for uh, to, this relative to have family members join them. So I once went to attend an AA meeting. It was very fascinating, um, and. Um, the speaker was a fellow named Mr. King, and he was describing rock bottom. So uh, his issue was al- was alcoholism, and uh, he lost his wife, lost his house, crashed his car, ended up in the hospital, right? uh, almost lost his life, broken bones all over, etc. Right? And he was describing how he decided to be sober again and again and again. Each time it didn't work. So finally, he hit the point where he has, he, there is no, you couldn't go any, the next step down is, 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 is six feet under. And that's he decided he has to change, and he's been sober X amount of days, X amount of years, etc. That was, that, was, that was the speaker. Apparently, they, each meeting they have uh, somebody who's been sober, they have him speak. And he's describing what it was like. And like how he decides he's not going to drink anymore, and then he just takes one drink, and then one drink becomes multiple drinks. And then you know he said he had a, he had this very 
the neighbors knew he had a drinking problem. They knew that he was like overcoming it. He was getting better. And then you know he would have to take all the bottles out for 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 the, for the to the garbage to the to the corner. Right? It says and the noise of the bag clinking with all the bottles. It says it's clinking and it's clinking and it's clinking. I'm saying stop clinking, stop clinking. Nobody has to know what I'm doing wrong. You know, like you know, and I, I can you know like that, that was his. So finally, he hit the bottom. So you don't get real change until you really want to change. If you don't want to change, you're not going to change. So a person hits that that point in his life where it's there's nowhere else to go. So he has a choice. He can just say, "I can't do it," and give up, and you know just coast and see what happens, and hope you know till till the end. Or a person really changes. It has to be uncomfortable to change. Rabbi has his has his muscle, <coughs> a pearl. So really, the, the, the muscle drove me crazy. So I'm going to do it to you. He says, "How do you make a pearl?" Well, how do you make a pearl? It says you put a little grit of sand inside of an oyster. And the oyster really doesn't like it. It really bothers it. It irritates the body of the very soft tissue of the the body, the the, the actual oyster. Right, so it, it's able to secrete a liquid which coats it. And it's nice and smooth and soft, and it secretes, covers it again and again until it feels that it's nice and smooth and soft, and that's a pearl. So he says, uh, as you see, by, by having difficulty, you, you grow, etc. Like you know, it's a, it's a great motion. What does it do with my life? Translate that into, into my life. I have no idea how to translate it into my life. It's a nice shikol terror, but what does it what does it do with me? If a person would take Rosh Hashanah seriously, Rebbe Gifter was one time talking to us. She was talking talking about how she remembers Elul in tells. She says, "You know what? I have to tell you. So nowadays there are a lot fewer nowadays than there used to be. Your Shemaim, they had more Your Shemaim than says during Elul you saw the city changed. Most of the shopkeepers closed their." Their business after, after midday, and they went to learn basically learning yeshiva for half a day. People walked around for daigud. There was a pachad of the young, of, of the yamadin. Moshe pachad of the yamadin. He says, "I don't see it anymore." We know we know a lot more halacha. We're, we're a says they weren't so makbed on halacha. A lot of things they were, you know, they were amaratzi. They weren't say makbed on the halacha. Says even the pruma, you know, the, the women covering their hair in in, in, in litter wasn't a big thing. The hakpadas of sneez, etc. We're much firmer now. It says, but Yer Shemaim, the pacha, what it means, the very, the very Oilma from Velt, and he has expectations from us, it's gone. There's a Maisa with the Navardrika that the, during the, the Russian Revolution, so the, the, the Reds, a lot of them were, 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 were Jews, so when the whites would cap, capture a Jew, they assumed that he was a Red and they would, you know, they would kill him. So he was caught. Now he had no shaykh because the communists, of course, hated the, the, the Yeshiva Bokhara anyway. So the, he, if the communists catch you, you'd be killed. If the, if the whites catch you, you'd also be killed. Either way, he was going to be killed. But that was, he was caught by one of them, and they took him to a firing squad. They put him up against the wall by the firing squad. You know, there was, there was no, it was a kangaroo court that decided he, did, he, he, was, he was spying on them, and he has to be killed. Put him up against the court, against the wall. They count down, and they say, Fire. The guns miss. The, the guns miss fire. He he survives. 
he's trying afterwards, he gets back to his chaver, his, his, his he's trying to describe to them the pachad of that moment. They're counting down, five, four, three, two, one, fire. The pachad of that moment where he knows his life is about to end. He's trying to find words to describe what it means, that moment of pachad. So he says, it was me'ain the pachad of Neil of Yom Kippur. That's what it meant 80 years ago that a year had a pocket of, of the Eel of Yom Kippur to the point that a firing squad is maying in the pocket of, of the Eel of Yom Kippur. We have no shaykhs to it. If a person understands that Chayov, Benebesoy, everything is dependent on the, the din of Rosh Hashanah, Rabbi that's the Froom version of rock bottom. We can't continue with this. This is not acceptable. We can't be, this is not the way we're supposed to be. So, so, so why is it that alcoholics seem to get to do it better than us? It's very simple. Alcoholics are dysfunctional. And we look at ourselves as functional. So we have a society which has a standard. And based on the standard of society, we look normal. Take us and put us in a society of very, very big tzaddikim, and we will live Move us to, I don't know, they make, they make a kiryav, you have to have a credentials to move in. And somewhere other they made a mistake and they put you in there. Everybody gets up at 3 o'clock in the morning and they daven, and they daven, like, you know, a three-hour davening, and then they never say, we're in Lashon Hara. Right? And they're always very, they always smile and say hello to you. Right? And they learn like 17 hours every single day, and they, and they learn, they, they do a pranosa for like three hours, and with, while they're being and Yehudim, and they live on Mamish, he stopped, gets to the Muwitz, you start feeling very uncomfortable after a while. You talk weird. You're not normal. You've got to change. But Rebbe and his, his wisdom stuck this in a place where the, the people don't walk around with a smile on their face all the time and they, talk, they, 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 they work 17 hours and they learn maybe an hour at, at best while they're falling asleep. You know, because but it's, it's got enough learning. But they, there's, they learn somewhere that falling asleep on top of Gomorrah hastes the learning. You know, I don't know, like... I, so I look pretty normal. I like not, not only normal. I'm like ah, better than Sadik. So we have to change. So when Chazal said Kina from and you know we've given the Shmuzin over the year that Kina from Tarbachachma is very dangerous, and uh, because it can affect your self-esteem and it can over uh, the guy gets all that being true. The point is. Why are you comfortable where you are? The point of Kina, the point of Kina, the Russian said, the Chazal said, it's a, it's a Milo. The goal of that is to make you uncomfortable. Mehecha tells you that I'm where I'm supposed to be. So yes, if I surround myself with people which are bigger than me and better than me, I'm going to have different musagim. So that's uncomfortable. So the solution is don't do that. You know, you know that that's it's called it's called the stick your head in the sand approach. I don't have to change because I'm, I'm not so bad. Horizon people, the guy next to me, you know, I come and say, it's seven fifty-two for them, and he comes at seven fifty-five. It's a great, it's a sonic. I want you sit next to the guy who comes at seven thirty-five because that's uncomfortable. So now I don't have to I don't have to change. So we we, we stick our heads in the sand. So Shoshana says, stop it. You can't stick your head in the sand anymore. There's a din. Version to say, where are you? Ayeka. Are you now? And the, and the Russian says, that I'll, I'll do you a favor. I'll, I'll judge you by yourself. 
I don't need to judge you against anybody else. I can't judge you against you. And, you. and against you, you could do better. You could do better. And I gave you an Ashama, and I expected more of you. And this is not a Moshe from your Rebbe, from the Rosh Hashiva, from the Gadolador. It's a Moshe Shmuz from the Gadolador. And he says, by the way, the decision whether you get another year of life is also totally on that decision. So it's uncomfortable. So we don't like giving shoes which are uncomfortable nowadays because that's you know because it's not nice to bakrim because the or, or to non bakrim because we're cream puffs. Um, one of the another one, one time he said he says bakrim nowadays are like tissue paper. You blow your nose at one at them one time and it, it falls apart. You know, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm the recipient of that line also. Don't worry. You know, I, I mean, the vice I, I, I was, I was inured to it to some extent in Tel Zeshiva. In Tel Zeshiva, they never said, uh, never, never. But ninety percent of the shmuzin were intense. Burning a Gehenna was a phrase which was used in the shmuz more than once. Right? I don't think I've ever told you guys you're burning a Gehenna yet. Well, we should do that once in a while. That would be good for you. Um, <laughs> When we um, so the Yitzhahara, so, so, so how do you get how do you get a musakin? How do you get musakin? So Taka, one of the miles he said in the book, what, what, what happens if they, you take a bucker out of a high school? They're they're, they, they, they're idealistic. They want to grow. They want to change, etc. He said you put them in Eretz and you see them that there's another there's another level. That's what happens. You, they talk if, if you would keep them in even all the musakins in the world, but they don't see it that it's real. That it can happen. It's very hard to, to integrate it. They have to integrate in the reality that, you know what, I could do this too. So they put a place where a lot of people are doing it, so they do it. They come back to America, and it's very hard to sustain it to some extent. Because it's very hard to do it on your own. But the Maestro version says, at the end of the day, you're just the Vader, all by yourself. When we started um, investing in the Yeshiva Ritzar Swarm, when we came here, there was. Uh, w- w- there was about eight shelves worth of swarim, nine shelves worth of swarim. There was some some Hebrew books which that somebody had donated to yeshiva, which had no shaykhs to being swarim. Her baron cleared them out and threw them into the garbage, which is where they belonged. One of the English teachers found the, the holy book and pulled it out of the garbage, gave it back to Rabbi Piatsky, because you know I found your holy book in the garbage. It was a, a, a novel of a, a, in. in in modern Hebrew, you know. uh, so that was the musagim here, right? <laughs> we started buying swarim. So over the last 20, 24, 5 years, we've invested in a few swarms since we started. You might have noticed. Um, listen, everybody has an addiction. Around <laughs> 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 my in mine happens to be the buying swarm, you know. Um, one thing we invested in was Gadolim's books. Uh, so Yitzhahara is very nice. Yitzhahara decided to make Art Scroll something to be cynical about. Art Scroll, you know, when the, the, the Gemara is, you're, you're not cynical about the Gemara. I mean, once in a while, but you know, the most, for the most part, not. But the Gdalim story, that's yeah, an Art Scroll Gdalim story. It's like it's whitewashed, it's, you know, it's not true. What's the purpose of that? This way, you won't be inspired by it. That's the purpose of it. The whole talk of the Sun is about it. 
Right. So what do you do if you have a book which is 98% accurate, 2% not accurate? You make fun of 2% and mail it. You're not disqualified from it. That's, that's the answer. But Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, with, with all of his cynicism that he has, we also, he was the one who told me we should write our school of said what turned him on was, 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 was with the biographies of Gedalim. It, it opened his mind to Musogim. That there's a, there's a great world out there. That there's a countless thing you can accomplish. So when we originally we actually bought we bought I bought two of each. There's two Rubalchanans, there's right, there was two Ramoshes, two Yakivs. It's hidden somewhere, I don't remember where it is anymore. Like, you know, some of them the people people were so inspired they walked away with the book and they never brought it back. Right, it was very inspiring. Russia was very mocked. But I guess, you know, that was part of the stories, you know. Right. So I don't know, basically, you know, we can do it again. I just recently picked up now in the summer as we were I was tasked with this phenomenal job of cleaning up that, that whole the whole back of the small base medrash and the whole locker the whole trailer like spent I don't know how many hours I should chart build a yeshiva for it anyway um, um, so I increasingly you know, it's, it's not fair you know like you know the poor buckler is like waiting for me to make a decision on the safer I'm looking well this is interesting safer it's a good cash you know it was, it was a slow process I, well, but long in the process, I picked up this book called Shloimi. Who, who read it? Oh, right. Shloimi Gross, Shloimi Gross, an ADD wild kid who became a, a real venter. That's the book. He was a big, he was a big, he was a big veer. Right. I saw the cynicism. That's the reason why I had the biography because he paid for it. Okay, okay. We, we were right to the cynicism. Move on with it. Stop it already. Grow up. He's the person just like you who discusses the, the musig that he, he gave a musig to one of his friends stop staring at a woman. He finished with Sethus. He changed his life. He went from being a kid which pushed it, he, that the Shivas couldn't contain him because how, how wild he was to the person who his long life was, was, was davening and learning. While he was at Balabas, who gave away millions of dollars of stock. So, what's my argument? I can't do that? So, the solution is to be cynical, so it doesn't, doesn't affect me. I once heard from one of my rebellion, and he said, What do you mean, Metachachas? Might take a thousand to get I me mean, a couple hundred. Says one Lutzanus can do all of that. That's a powerful Lutzanus. Because it's uncomfortable. He's not some extraordinary, he's not a merchant, you know, the, 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 the Delam story which starts when he was five years old, he finished his first Mazechta. When he's seven, he made a Shimon Shas. That doesn't help us. This is Mir Nishnagaya. The stories about how much they struggled, they don't write them. You know why? If it's not partially not simple and halakhli, you're allowed to write them. It's called Lashon Hara. So I'm not going to tell you the story about how many times that Ramosha finds it was baffled during said. I have no idea. It's none of my business and I have no right to write it. I would help you. It's a good kasha. I don't have a solution for that problem, but I, I can't do that. So the reason why the stories are not there is not because they didn't exist. It's because halakhli, you're not allowed to write them. 
Okay. Now what? But over here in this book, apparently they wrote all the stories, all of the, the, the bad stories at the beginning also. So great, you really get the Gishmaka stories. And you see a person can change. So do me. What about me? What about, what about me? How much am I growing? How much am I changing? How much am I moving forward? How much am I challenging myself? How much am I realizing that, 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 that it's not acceptable where I am? How much am I going to stand on the din on, on Monday morning? The person's judging. What am I going to say? What, what are we going to say? Am I really? Did, did, I, did I use the last year well? The person says, you know, you're coming asking for another year. Well, a review... All right, well, let's see what you did. Well, you blew through, you cast another million. How, what did you do with the first million? I recently picked up autobiography, a person very, very close to, to my heart. I didn't know him at all, come out at all, but very close to the sun. I'm reading the stories about, and it's not, you know, that's Adam, God, Adam, etc. He was a regular down to person, but he, he had sensitivity. The kudos of the Sabre was very much of a sensitivity. Tremendous sensitivity of, to, to, to a peaceful understanding of, of, of people. I started reading it now. We read it by supper together with the family. An average person, no, Gishkan Grayson, but the, the Muslim, he had, a, he had a very special mother. You don't have to be this extraordinary person to, to grow, be in a growth mode. But the way Rosh Hashanah forces us to stop and take an honest look, and this is not, and make, make us uncomfortable. The person says, you know, I don't like dominating Yeshiva during Rosh Hashanah because it's a little bit too intense, it makes me uncomfortable. And I understand them. It's talking makes them uncomfortable. The goal of that davening is to make you uncomfortable. Now, as far as I'm concerned, compared to the davening it tells, this is like, you know, this is like really geschmack, right? But for the, where this person was coming from, it makes him uncomfortable. Rosh Hashanah, the goal of Rosh Hashanah is, I want you to be, the Rosh says, I want you to be uncomfortable. I want you to be forced to stop and think, are you really happy with where you are? And if you're not... The same way the alcoholic gets that by comparing himself to society and see he's dysfunctional. Once he's really uncomfortable, he's going to change. So we don't want you to... We're not dealing with physical dangers. We're dealing with spiritual dangers. But from the spiritual Baptist point, for all I know, we look worse than alcoholics. I don't know. We're better than that. From the vantage point of the Malachi looking at us, it's like, you know, God, these guys are driving themselves into the wall every, every day and smashing their cars. What's the difference between us and the alcoholics? Visit me from the vantage point of what the, the Malachal can down says, you know, these, these human beings are absolutely crazy. Mom is crazy. They're taking, they're given the Gewaldim and the Shamas, Nishmash Yisrael. They're closer than the Malachim, and they're playing video games. From the vantage point of the Malachim, we look stupider and more ridiculous than Mr. King. Taking his bottles and going clinking, clinking, clinking out to the ba- out to the garbage. So, I wanted to share with you a Kesemalchus from the Shabbat Evening Gavriel, but it's not time. Maybe next, maybe next time we should, we'll, we'll, we'll do that.
the goal is of Rosh Hashanah is to expand our hasagas, not to rationalize. Force us to take an honest look at ourselves and say we're not we're, we're not happy with where we are. Honestly, okay. Now what are you going to do to change it? The word of this is okay. Now that that sunk in in a really painful way to the point that I want to do something about it, what are you going to do about it? In that sense, the Shoshana is is extremely necessary part of the Sersame Tshuva. It's that which is going to be the motivation to force us to do do an honest change in our lives.